Hi, friends. Welcome to day 356 of the year of our Negro solstice, uh, 2020. And also day rich folks are getting uh, their vaccines on television to taunt poor people of the pandemic, also known as December 21st, 2020. Um, did you get your powers, beloved? Did you? <sighs> Anywho, how are you? Did you have a good week? Don't be fucking rude. I actually care. Especially ever since I got my powers, I care a lot more now. Um, I asked for feelings. Yeah. Um... So anyways, did you did you drink enough water? Did you uh, notice any cool changes since the solstice? Um, did you take your vitamins? Did you eat your fruits and veggies? Did you clean your house? Half of it. I cleaned half of mine. Um, did you take enough time to take care of yourself? Like extra good care of yourself. Um, once again, once like, you know, this year is nearing to an end, it is very important to, um, make sure that you are taking the time out to take good care of yourself, whether it's, you know, a small piece of chocolate, like to just give yourself like a little treat, you know, (laughs) I give my, my cat does not like the treats. I noticed they got her these treats from, uh, Trader Joe's and she's like, Bitch, what the fuck is this? And I'm just like, it's it's supposed to be a treat, babe. Doesn't like it. I found them away from her, like, little bowl. (laughs) Because I put them in her bowl. And she's just like, this isn't food. There's not enough of it. I don't... She just... She looks at me funny. And then she looks at where her food is. And then she looks at me again. And then she looks down at the bowl. She walks away. Then she comes back and she eats it. It's a very strange dynamic. Her and food and me and food. Like, we're very um, weird. Um, But, anywho, I hope you found time out to take care of yourself mentally, spiritually, physically. Um, I had a good week. I'm just bored. (laughs) Like, what is there to do anymore? (laughs) The whole fucking, like, we're in lockdown. I think our lockdown ends today. And apparently, I think we're allowed to go back out again. And I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't understand anything that's fucking going on. Shit's wild. Um, But, you know, no complaints. Um, I keep having a lot of weird, strange fucking dreams. I had a dream that DJ academics like sexually assaulted me. It was so fucking weird. Oh my God. Like we worked together in this office and he comes into my office and he's like trying to explain something to me and Ugh, it was just gross. It was so gross (laughs) because I can't stand him. I really can't stand him. It's like this. And also it could be like, you know, that I'm old or whatever. But like I listen to I used to watch that show Everyday Struggle. I think they're uh, ending now. 
Um, but obviously, like, it was a lot more exciting when Joe was on it, but um, he's just weird. I don't know what it is about him. Like, he just kind of, he gives us, I was watching this, um, I was watching some sort of video on YouTube where he was giving this advice to young men about now that he has, like, so much money, he basically, like, the way that he was talking about women was just so gross, ill, ill. And then I had this strange fucking dream. It was so weird. Um, I hope I don't have that dream again. I'll tell you the fuck what. And then I had, I remember I had a good dream, but I couldn't remember it. I wanted to start uh, writing down all of my dreams that I've been having lately because I think they would make some very fantastic movies one day. Um, but uh, yeah, the the astrology girls this. <laughs> I don't know when I heard about it, but there was this poor black girl on YouTube, not YouTube, on Twitter a few weeks ago that was like, black people are getting superpowers. Uh, she didn't say superpowers. She said that we were getting, like our our DNA was super strong and there were it was only going to get stronger after this, after December 21st, which... The astrology girl said that Jupiter has left Capricorn and is now in Aquarius. So welcome to the age of Aquarius. Welcome to the golden age. Um, apparently, we won't have to uh, see Jupiter in Capricorn for another 12 years. Apparently, some of the things that have been going on have been going on now for like three years, and it's been really bad for cardinal signs. And I'm a Cancer, so I'm a cardinal sign. So when they say like Capricorn is the beginning of the winter solstice and then, oh, I don't think I know all of my cardinal signs. There's one in the spring. I want to say Aries, but that could be wrong. I don't know when Aries is. So I know that summer, I'm the beginning of the, uh, the, uh, summer solstice, uh, cancer and then there's Libra, which is the fall solstice. And then there's Capricorn. So I'm missing one. It must be Aries or something. Um, but anyway, so apparently it's supposed to be really good for us. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, yeah, shit really started to go like downhill like 2017. And I wasn't really paying attention to the astrology girls, but I've always liked the I've always liked the concept of astrology. I've always liked learning, you know, different um, aspects of my personality of, because I'm a cancer, I'm a, a Pisces moon, I'm a cancer rising. I, I've got cancer in my first house, cancer in my 12th house. Like I'm a cancer, like for real. So I'm just basically water. I'm a water sign. So cry a lot. <sighs> oh, fun times, fun times. Um, so they had all this stuff like to say, but the joke was somebody, obviously this poor girl that said this on, on Twitter, she's also an anti-vaxxer. I think she supports Tory Lanez and I think she might be a Trump supporter. So she was catching hell left and right. But black Twitter took this fucking joke and ran the fuck with it. So the last 24 hours or the weeks leading up to this fucking day have been absolutely fucking hilarious. It has been hilarious on fucking Twitter. So, um, I had a good time, got stuck with that. I watched a few movies this week. 
Did I watch a show? I'm going to talk about that in the Goddess is Really Watching report. I watched um, a South African series that was really cool. I watched a Nigerian film that was really good. Um, and then I watched uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Um, I don't want to. I get, like, sad when I think about Chadwick um, Bozeman, But, yeah, it was a good week. I finally put together my fucking tree. I got the majority of the gifts for everyone. Um, yeah, I like, I'm going to my dad's house. So I got all the gifts that I, I, I need for them. Um, I wrapped up one of Selena's gifts. I'm getting her a harness to go walking. (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I tried to take my cat Roger for a walk when I lived in Hawaii, he's gone now. I love you, Roger. I'm thinking about you. Um, but he—he he was a fatty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He so he—I put him in this fucking harness, and you know, like when you put stuff on animals, how they just like or cats especially, they just get low to the ground and look at you like you like you you've disrespected their entire being. So he's looking at me, and I was like, "Let's go outside." And I take him outside, and this fucking cat did this jump up in the air, twirl the fuck around, did, like, some fucking, like, you know, some Negro solstice type stuff. He had special powers that day, did a a, a triple axle something, and he was out of the harness, and the harness was on the ground, and he tried to take off running, but he's too fat. He just, like, stopped. That was always the routine. Roger, get back here, and he would just... (laughs) run around, run around, run around. And then he would stop and just like lay on the ground and look at you. (laughs) I miss him. He was, he was funny. Um, yeah, man, it was such a fucking weird week. Like there wasn't much to do. I finished my painting job. Um, Ordered once again way too much shit from fucking that Amazon place, but I needed new makeup and I wasn't going anywhere, so I got a new Rihanna palette. I got, uh, I don't know, girl, who the fuck knows? Like, after a while, I'm like, what the fuck did I even order? I just see boxes and I'm like, what the fuck did you order? Like, what are you doing? You know, get a, get a hold of yourself. Um, but I'm not going to, you know? Um... Yeah, like I said, there's not much going on. I'm waiting for the year to be over. I'm excited to go over to my dad's house for Christmas, and um, that's about it. I don't know what I'm doing for New Year's. I'm just so ready to get out of this country. Like I'm, I want to travel so fucking bad. I have had a few friends that moved now. Um. One of them is in Mexico. She moved to Mexico and I'm like, girl, I'm coming to visit you. Please, like, we're, she's like, please, yeah, come visit. Cannot wait. I have a couple friends in Mexico, so I can definitely go to Mexico City, like, one visit and then maybe, like, another place. I, um, I had apps, like, uh, where's my other friend? Everybody's moving all over the place, but I just can't wait for this shit to be over. I'm not sure what the fuck is going on with this fucking vaccine. And 
what the regulations are going to be. I mean, the Democrats are in power now, so it's not like Trump who's like, yeah, travel, do whatever the fuck you want, man. <laughs> it's going to be like, mom and dad said you can't travel unless you get, you know, the mark of the beast. Apparently, that's what the Christians are calling it, uh, the vaccine. So who the fuck knows, man. But I'm going to be so excited for all of this to be over so that we can just, like, travel and go see family. I miss family. I was watching this little, um, one of the, the South African movie was, it was a wedding movie and it's, you know, African weddings are always like three days anyway. <laughs> and so it was so cute because it was just all of these different dynamics of family. And I was like, I should call family and make up. I'm not. I'm a cancer. I hold grudges. So I'm waiting for apologies to come my way, but I don't think that they're ever going to come. So I don't know, man. I don't know. But we're going to get started with the America's Burning Report. We've got loads of things to talk about today. Loads. There's different stuff. Is America under a cyber attack and we're just like ignoring it? I don't know. All right, let's get started. With the American Spurning Report. Okay, okay, let's go. All right, friend. This week in the America's Burning Report, pandemic is wild. It's wild all over the place. Um, last Friday, the United States logged or reported, logged, <laughs> reported 250,000 cases in one day with nearly 1 in 200 people in the US being diagnosed. It's a little wild. Um Los Angeles, one of my favorite places. Um Los Angeles hospitals are basically planning on uh rationing care if the surge continues um, in the upcoming weeks because they experienced two deaths per hour. Yikes. Um, it's surging in prisons, which is sick. We had one person who was on death row preparing for an ex execution and he catches COVID. Um, we, it's surging in, um, fucking ice prison camps. Um, cause like the stories that you hear that come out of there, it's like, yeah, you're putting a ton of people in, in a room. I remember, um, Oh my God. It's just like, I hate, I, I hate seeing videos of what happens to people. Like once they get inside these places, because it's like, nobody's like, it's almost like being in space. Like nobody's going to hear you scream. I mean, they'll he hear you, but they're not going to do anything about it. Um, but this is, you know, I'm, I'm, when it comes to law enforcement and when it comes to, um, the immigration issue, I really hope that people pay close attention to the Biden administration, because a lot of these things were started under the Obama administration, especially when it comes to these ice camps. You know, you got 
it's not a time to be lax. Like I was talking to my liquor store guy, you know, I have a relationship with him. His mother loves me. Like we we're in love guys. Um, we're going to get married. I know it. I feel it in my heart. Um, I was talking to him and he's like, but we were sharing some, some issues. He had his, uh, windows boarded because of all the uh, protests and everything that happened. And we're just kind of chit-chatting for a few minutes. And he's like, hopefully everything is going to be better now that Biden's going to be president. I was like, I highly the fuck doubt (laughs) doubt that. One thing, like, Democrats, he's a Republican. You know what I mean? Like, Joe Biden is a Republican. Anybody that fucking age, this motherfucker is 78, he's a Republican. I don't care how many... Um, how much, how diverse his upcoming administration is. Like we act like Ben Carson is not a black person in a horrible administration. We act like women aren't part of Trump's administration. You know, we, you know, it's, it's a little sick. It's a little sick, but I'm going to be watching those two issues when it comes to law enforcement and when it comes to, um, the immigration issue, because I think this is really fucking sick. All over the world, the shit's getting fucking worse. In the UK, they have, they got a new strain. <laughs> like, how the fuck do y'all have a new strain of coronavirus? And apparently it's, uh, like, bigger and badder, just uh, to the point that they're going back on fucking lockdown. Apparently this bitch is, like, a super spreader on on her own. And um, they're banning people from traveling into the UK. So for somebody that comes from a, uh, what the fuck do you call it? Uh, a, a, a country colonized by the British. Normally we have to, excuse me, travel through London and then go to Africa. There's different ways to travel. Excuse me, I have the hiccups. I don't know what's going on. Um, anyway... So that's going to complicate a few things. You know, it's like a it's like a little hub over there traveling through um th- traveling through the UK. Fucking insane. Um in France, Macron got the uh, uh got the covid and um but he's going to be fine. You know what I mean? He's rich. Uh this is why I just think, like, I was talking about it in the intro, like, you got these fucking rich people on television getting the fucking vaccine. B- Biden got it today. You know, the Bush and Clinton and uh, fucking W are supposed to be, or I don't know, that is Bush. Obama. <laughs> uh are supposed to be, tell. I don't know if I missed it, but they're supposed to be also uh, getting the shit on TV to help people. But in a way, to me, it's kind of like, there are poor people that need this vaccine. Like, you know, frontline workers that need this fucking vaccine that are not being televised. Like, you know, obviously like, you know, a couple, like the very beginning, I understand why they recorded it, but there's just something really sick to me about it. Like, look at us, we can get it. Like watching Mike Pence, who was part of an administration that basically was calling for herd immunity, which is just do nothing. Let the people fucking go out there. Don't wear your fucking masks and just let, let it sort itself out. The ones that die, die. And then, you know, it's just going to be that. They called it a hoax. Chris motherfucking Christie 
comes out this last week also. Oh, I definitely shouldn't have been at the uh, White House without a mask on. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, you know, but like a guy, a regular dude from fucking Jersey that looks like fucking Chris Christie should like would not probably survive the coronavirus, but he's got money. And so you're watching all of these fucking people with money. And so I'm thinking to myself, like, how much is this bitch going to cost us? How much is this shit going to cost us regular folk? You know? I think it's sick. Everything is just fucking sick and it's vile. And um, I pray to God things get fucking better. Um, I'm going to take a little sip of my little drinky drink here. Um, but it's just wild. I, I, I honestly can't believe it. Like people are still fucking out. People are still in clubs. People are still doing some wild ass fucking shit and looking at me like I'm crazy. Cause I'm staying fucking home. I'm like, well, somebody's got to do it <laughs> and it's going to be me. I don't have health insurance. Ugh. Anyway, moving on to story number two. Guess what it's about? The, the pandemic again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's a lots, lots of stuff happening with the pandemic. So this week, lawmakers got together um, and they agreed on a, a $900 billion stimulus bill. Um, uh, they're... It, there, there are some direct payments that are supposed to be going to the citizens as poor folk, the poors. Um, so for those who are eligible, you can plan on receiving uh, $600. Yes, a one-time payment of $600. That's uh, less than the $1,200 that we received months ago. So in the 10 months that we've been in this fucking pandemic, pandemic, um, the government has basically given us Eight, eight, 1800 or if we get this check. Um, that $600, though, is if you make less than $75,000 a year. Uh, qualifying parents can plan on receiving $600 per child, but I think it was only up to four children. Um, future's going to have an issue, you know? Uh, also in the bill, it's uh, four billion for uh, Navy weapons, two billion for Air Force missiles, five hundred million to Israel, free Palestine, uh, two billion to the uh, Space Force. There is um, a tax break in the bill if you own a racehorse. Uh, the, the, in the bill, it also makes it illegal. <laughs> illegal streaming is a felony carrying a, um, a penalty of up to 10 years in prison. Okay. 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 What? It just snuck all this shit in. Like, Bernie Sanders was like 1,200, first of all wasn't even enough and here you guys are doing this shit and he was definitely yelling at all the girls and um 
Like twelve hundred was a compromise. Like motherfuckers in other countries are getting like two thousand a month, fam. I'm just like I I live in the ghetto. Oh, my mom really wanted to move here. She really wanted to move here. <laughs> um. It's $600 during a fucking pandemic. Christmas time. I, people can't pay their rent. And what basically happened this summer, when they lifted the eviction moratorium, it led to 430,000 cases and over 10,000 deaths. Nancy Pelosi getting on there and saying, you know, 600 is good, you know. Um, bitch, you're worth over, I believe, $114 million. I believe Venezuela got, or what's his name? Juan Guaido, Guaido got $30 million to help spread the... <laughs> the concept of democracy $600 I just I you know eating the rich is always good you know there's just I don't understand this world I really fucking don't understand this world but moving on to a third story um Apparently, we're in the midst of a cyber attack by Russia. Nobody wants to talk about that. Apparently, this has been going on for the past year. But the United States Treasury, Commerce, Energy Departments were all hacked, together with um, other agencies and U.S. companies. Um, according to William Barr, who has now resigned, and I think his last day is in a couple days here, um, uh, this was the work of the Russians over the course of the last year. I was trying to look up like more stories about this because I haven't seen anybody really like fucking talking about it. But it's happening. Kind of strange, don't you think? Like, that seems like a big deal. If the, <laughs> the Treasury Department, they're like, oh, no, they didn't take anything. Everything's fine, you know. It's it's fine. Okay, girl. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Um, gonna keep an eye on that one. Just seems like a big deal to me. But uh yeah, that was our third story. In story number four, we go to Chicago in the most disgusting story that I heard this fucking last week. Um in Chicago we learned that um a 50-year-old black woman, um She's a, a hospital social worker was preparing to go to bed when uh, nine police officers broke down her door, handcuffed her naked, and held her for over 30 minutes before realizing that they entered the wrong home. And now a newly re uh, released video footage. Um, I didn't watch it. I'm not going to watch that shit. I read like transcripts. I believe she she told them 43 times that they, they were in the wrong home. How fucking scary is that? 
How do you even begin to apologize for that? Rahm Emanuel was the um, mayor at the time. And obviously we're not going to get his word on anything. I'm glad that Biden is definitely not giving him a position in this um, administration. But um, the new mayor, Lori Lightfoot, try to protect him by um they were in court trying to block the release of this video footage from coming out why why would you try to fucking help rom fucking emmanuel after everything that fucking happened this fucking piece of shit has been trying to block the release of fucking video footage that will show the fucking cops for what they fucking are here you are blocking it to help him you're gross. I'm not sure if I read somewhere, I believe I did, that she uh, said that she didn't know anything about the case, but obviously that was proved to be wrong. Like, oh, she's like, oh, I just heard about it this week. Like, no, bitch, you've known for a little bit. Gross. Fucking disgusting. <sighs> and story number five this week we learned that the police around the United States continue to side with white supremacy and supremacists. Um, in New York, we learned that the NYPD used excessive force during the uh, protest this past summer. Big duh. We saw the videos. We saw, we saw the footages. Um, it was a new watchdog report that said that uh, the NYPD felt like they were unprepared to respond to the peaceful protests, um, which led to over 2,000 people being arrested. We saw the rest of the shit that they did, tear gassing people, batons. Um, I believe New York was where they plowed through a crowd of people with their SUV. <laughs> Um, batons, I said that right, just fucking insane shit, all of it is fucking gross, um, it's like stuff that we know, like, you don't need, like, a watchdog report, like, we saw it live on TV, like, what is this, for white people that were ignoring it, I don't get it, okay, in Georgia, another disgusting fucking story, um, newly released body cam video shows that the police arrived to the scene where Ahmad Arbery, um, have, remember he was hunted and then shot by two fucking white supremacists. Um, when they got there, they didn't even bother like to check on him, like immediately. Like one would think like, oh, there's somebody that's been shot. Like, let me go see like what's going on. No, they didn't. Um, and then the crazy thing is the crazy fucking motherfucker that shot him admits on the tape that he shot him, but doesn't get handcuffed by the cops. How am I supposed to believe that you guys are the good guys if that's what you're doing, you know? Help me understand that. Like, Black man shot dead. You don't even check on him. Dude, white dude admits that he shot him. 
You don't even handcuff him because maybe what if he still has the gun on him? When they say white supremacists, you know, the cops are white supremacists. Like it's the Spider-Man meme where they're pointing to each other because you can't tell the difference. Like America's sick. Um, and while I'm glad that, you know, these like I don't watch any of these videos when they come out where <clears throat> they depict violence against black people um violence of any case like i think during the protests i did when it was like violence upon like the people that were uh protesting just to see what the fuck they were doing <clears throat> and then they started doing it you know to white people also and i'm just like are white people not watching this shit like are they not like affected by this at all <sighs> um but anyway yeah they they keep releasing more footage and it's good to know what is going on but it's also just very angering is that a word very frustrating because if people watch these videos shouldn't justice be served before it even reaches the public like what are their superiors that are watching this shit like feeling like when they watch it and we know that basically they don't really care at all so we continue to be grossed out there's more shit going on this week is starting out with a bang um but yeah listen that was the America's Burning burning Report this week. I will be back next week for more scorching hot American stories. All right. See you next week. I mean, I'm not done. You know what I mean. Whatever. That was the America's Burning Report. This week in The Goddess is Really Watching... What the goddess is really watching. I gotta remember the name of my segments, fam. Write this shit down or something. Anywho, loads of stuff. Loads of stuff that I watched this week. <laughs> um, so the very first thing that I watched, and I was scared too, was um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And... Chadwick Boseman was such a good fucking actor, man. He was really good. Um, I enjoyed it. I had never heard the story. Don't know the story. Um, of Ma Rainey. And when I was in school, the only August Wilson play that I think I read was uh, like a, a Raisin in the Sun. <laughs> so... I think that's by him. I hope to God that's by him because I'm pretty sure that's by him. Um, you know, because they don't really feature too many black people. You learn a lot about a whole lot of whites, but um, that was a one of one of them. So I I saw Fences with Denzel and uh, Viola Davis and great performances. I like how they kind of kept it like it was a fucking play. 
Um, and so I actually thought Denzel directed this, but he was actually just a producer. So I thought Viola did a great job. And then the whole thing was just, it was really good. It was really good. I, I, I enjoyed it. But then I got off and there was a uh, clubhouse room, chatty house, uh, where they were talking about the show. And one of the guys that works for Netflix um, was in there just kind of uh, gathering some information. So it was mostly black women that were in there except this one dude. And I rolled into the conversation when it was a little bit uh, closer to the end. And so immediately after the movie, Netflix also uh, had a, uh, a documentary about it. So in this documentary, we learned that Viola Davis, who I thought had put on weight for the show because I follow her on the gram and she was doing her new workout routine and mama looked good. She looks really good. I said, okay, Viola. I like her hair, everything. Like she looked boobs. It was the boobs. Um, anyway, I learned in the documentary that she wore padding, padding to make her look bigger and have the shape of Ma Rainey. So in the chatty house room, the girls were mad. <laughs> the girls were big mad <laughs> because these were big girls and they were like, couldn't they just get, <clears throat> couldn't they get somebody that was that size to play the role? And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I see, I see what, I see what you're saying. And listen, I'm not a big girl, so I can't I can't talk about big like big girl issues. Um, I dated a big guy for like two years, and um, I and he would refer to himself as fat, and I felt weird like just even saying that word. I'm like, are you even allowed to say that word? And he was like, yeah, that's not you could say it. I'm just like, okay, but like I I just would use the word big or bigger, like I want to find different adjectives like to describe because I, I feel uncomfortable. So I don't know the plight of a big black woman, but I know the plight of being, you know, a dark skinned black woman in America. And, you know, I was very upset with how they casted Zoe Saldana as Nina Simone. <sighs> like I'm still upset about that. Um, so I could understand why they were they were like they could have easily picked somebody to play, and somebody was like, you know, they could have got Gabby Sidibe, and I was like, based on the looks that I saw um, of Ma Rainey, like she wasn't as big as Gabby, so I didn't know that that was the right person, and also like Gabby also looks very young to me. Um. But I think uh, I agreed that, you know, they could have taken some time to get to know uh, or to get to find the right person to play um, Ma Rainey. But at the same time, it's Viola fucking Davis. And, you know, this was something that her and Denzel started, I guess, you know, with these August Wilson plays like in, you know, with Fences. So I just thought it was a collaborative effort by the two of them. But like I said, I have no room to talk about that.
I have no room to talk about that at all. But then they also, uh, somebody was asking, like, do you think it would have been good if they maybe made it into a series? I was like, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, they couldn't with what happened with Chadwick, but so many rich characters in there that I wanted to get to know. Apparently, Ma Rainey was a lesbian. Or perhaps bisexual. I'm not sure, but uh, she had a little girlfriend in there, and I was like, I want to know about that. <laughs> Give me more information on that. Uh, I'm also still very horny. Um, but I thought it was great. I really did. Um, if you get an opportunity to watch it, definitely watch it. But I think there's room for people to, you know, have this conversation, especially this last week. Like Lizzo caught a lot of fucking heat from <laughs> sorry, it was white women mostly. <laughs> um they were mad at her because she went on a juice cleanse for 10 days or something like that. And the white girls were mad, like, cause you know, Lizzo was supposed to be their, uh, you know, quote unquote fat champion and, you know, spokesperson and president. And, you know, she's, and she, I remember seeing an interview with her and Dave Letterman where she's like, I don't want to be an activist just because I'm fat and black. And here come the white girls. They were really mad. I didn't see too many black women mad. Um, cause you know, I'm on the black Twitter, so I don't, I don't know. Uh, but I think feelings were very heightened this week, this last week, um, about the big girls. So anyway, I thought if you want to see damn Chadwick, God, a man who such a great talent, just a beautiful performance. He just lit up the screen every single time he was on. But um, yeah, if you get an opportunity to watch that, please do. So from there, I was like, let me see what other, you know, movies are on. And I remember Amy Adams was supposed to be in some movie. And that was really, apparently people said it was good and she should be getting like an Oscar nomination for it. (laughs) It's called Hillbilly... I keep saying eulogy, but it's not eulogy. I think it's elegy. Family. <laughs> Glenn, Clo- Glenn Close is in it. This So it's a young man. It's actually a real story of a young man um, that was based on his memoir. And he... Grew up, was it Kentucky? I want to say it was Kentucky. And um, what you would consider quote unquote white trash. Um, Very poor. He ended up joining the military and then eventually getting to Yale. And now he's somebody important i don't know Impor- important enough to have a movie made you know what i mean um amy adams is a great actress um this story reminded me minus the yale and <clears throat> whatever fucking high powered 
job he has now. Um, it reminded me a lot of my um, my late husband because uh, he always used to say, you know, I was so poor. Like we were, he was like, we were beyond like white trash. Like we lived behind the trailer park, like, or trailer trash. It was like, we lived behind the trailer park. Like that's how poor we were. Um, and the only thing he was, you know, that saved him uh, at the time was getting out, like of leaving this place was the military. And it was the same story with this young man in the military. He joined the Marines, he went to Iraq, and then um, he was able to do what he needed to do. But it was, it wasn't a bad movie. It was just very, I don't know, <laughs> like, he, they never touched on really like any like racism, which is rampant, like in that, like those communities, like my ex-husband was like, we're not going here. You can't talk to this person. You can't talk to that. And he, this man in the movie has, um, an Indian girlfriend. And so, <laughs> You're just kind of like, it was just kind of brushed over a few things. So it was, it was an interesting watch. Uh, Glenn Close and them had some really good, you know, performances. Um, it's weird watching movies about like the nineties and two thousands. Like, I'm like, I don't feel old, but this is making me feel like old that we have, like, you know, these movies that are coming out, but it was uh <laughs> it was this one scene because they call themselves hill people and the the way that they describe their lineage and all of this stuff you know i'm still just thinking like you know white supremacy so i'm just like like snickering to myself every single time they talk about their heritage i'm like y'all are ignoring some things but i'm just gonna let that be that um, very interesting. That's all I have to say. Very interesting. So if you, it's, uh, that was on Netflix, I believe. Um, hmm. Anywho, moving on from there, this weekend I watched yesterday, which was Sunday. I was heavily immersed, um, in nothing but African movies. So the very first one that I watched was this one called How to Ruin Christmas, The Wedding. And I'm not sure. It looks like it's a series, but there were three episodes that I watched, which it was so freaking cute. It's out of South Africa. And um, it's, uh, you know, these three days where most African traditions are uh, for weddings, at least for us, it's multi-days. So that you have a traditional one and then you have... Um, what they call the white wedding, um, which is where they, you know, you wear your white wedding dress and all this other shit. But the other days it's more traditional. So I don't know. I was just, I miss my family a lot. <laughs> so I thought it was so fucking cute. They had, um, the actors were great. 
the comedy was funny. Like it was um this girl who's supposed to be like the fuck up of the family. She gets a little, she gets a little shwasty, you know, drinks a little some alcohol and uh ends up uh kind of ruining her sister's wedding. And it's the fun adventures that, you know, um begin from there. But I thought it was really good. It was really exciting, lots of fun. Um I would definitely recommend watching it. It was really, really, really fucking good. Um, and that, that it made me want to call my family, you know, start apologizing. Try to make amends. Try to forgive. I thought a lot about that, you know, with this, the great conjunction, <laughs> the age of Aquarius uh, uh, that begins today on the 21st. Um I thought about writing out letters to forgive people and, you know, to let go of certain things because I think I really do have a hard time letting go of certain things. Um, But I'm a cancer, like I said. So I don't know. I opted not to. I had my own little spiritual, you know, my sage ceremony in here to clear out the air um, let go of certain things. I said what my intentions were and everything, but I hope to definitely go into 2021. I don't know if the word is more forgiving because I, I end up being a fucking doormat with a lot of people and I don't like being stepped on. I know going through school, my name being Stephanie, I heard the step on me joke a lot, but like, it's not fun, but I'm going to try to work on that. I'm I'm really going to try to work on that. And this little movie just kind of had those elements, you know, familial issues and, you know, marriage and African women constantly trying to be the perfect fucking like person all the goddamn time. And um, there was one grandma that just kept smoking the entire movie. I loved her. <laughs> she was my favorite. I was like, that's kind of what I want to be when I grew up. Um when I'm a grandma, I would like to be like just, uh, you know, just smoking and giggling. Um, it dealt with, uh, it wasn't homophobia, but, you know, one character, one, like, the brother was gay. So they dealt with that, which I know is a huge issue in um, in Africa. So I thought it was great. I really do. I uh, really do. So how to ruin a wedding or how to ruin Christmas, the wedding, I believe it's called. Um, then after that, I moved on to one of my favorite pastimes <laughs> from 2017, which is watching Nigerian movies. My God. First of all, anytime I hear, like, if the, I look at the title and it has, like, the wife or the good wife or something like that, I'm like, how soon are we going to kill the husband? Because you know it's just going to be, like, fucking nonsense. Um, but the one that I watched was called In Line. And there's an actress in there. I think she was in another movie called The Wedding Party. And I think she was the bride in that one. She's such a good actress. Um, But man, there was drama. Wow, it was drama. Because most of these Nigerian films are like three hours like long. Some of them are like, you know, multiple parts. They should be a miniseries. Um, But it was really good. It was this woman who had taken over a company after her husband had to go to jail for, uh, or prison for, um, allegedly killing his father. 
and it's him returning home and drama. <laughs> it was so much drama, twists and turns. And that's what I really like about Nigerian films. It's like, there's just like a twist and a turn all over the fucking like place. Like you think it was going this way and it's now it's this, they're introducing this, like, cause you know, it's three hours and you're just stuck there. Like popcorn, just watching this shit. So I thought it was really good. Um, I hadn't watched too many Nigerian movies and it's been a minute. Like I said, 2017 was when I fell in love with them. We just sit there and watch them all day um, with uh, uh, the, the wifey, the wifey's mom, um, my mother-in-law. And uh, yeah, it was a good time in line. If you're looking for something to watch and you haven't watched Nigerian films before, this was definitely a fun one. But I had a good time watching these shows. Um, I did watch the other, I tried, I fell asleep, child, man. Um, I tried to watch Renee, Renee Zellweger in, is that her name? Yes. In, uh, Judy. Were, they were just handing out pills to children back in the day just for kicks. Wow. She... It was a great performance, but it was just like, to me, what seemed like a, I fell asleep once again, so maybe I need to go back and revisit, but it seemed like it was this small snippet of her at the end of her career. <clears throat> so uh, I might try to rewatch it again, maybe tonight, I'm not sure, but it was a, a good performance. But I had no idea that that was what was going on with Judy Garland, you know, just being an alcoholic in a hot mess. But apparently it was because that's how Hollywood made her. <laughs> it was it was like watching the Queen's Gambit when they were, I'm like, y'all are handing out pills to kids? What is this? Um, she wasn't allowed to eat. She wasn't allowed, like, you know, like, they, they, like she wanted a burger and um, her handler or whoever it was from the studio like takes it away from her and gives her like a pill and she's like no you are not allowed to eat that basically um so it was it was a very interesting movie very very interesting i'm gonna try to uh watch a documentary i think on her because liza minnelli is her daughter i remember seeing those scenes when liza was in it but judy was basically just homeless and uh broke and traveling on the uh, the goodwill of her name, you know, her celebrity. It was very fascinating. Um, so that's it for what the goddess has been watching. Is that what it's called? What the goddess is really watching? I'll figure this out next week if I watch anything new. All right. Bye-bye. week in the stuff rant clubhouse <laughs> pure chaos so there's some cool rooms i got drunk one night and was in one room and talked some shit and they were like we're not even talking about that anymore i was like my bad let me just leave quietly um Azalea Banks joined today, so I obviously followed her because I like mess. I like her, but 
<laughs> she just, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, so there's, depending on the people that you follow, one, you have to get recommended uh, by someone. Like you have to get invited by someone in order to join Clubhouse. So then the next thing is, depending on who you follow, you get to see what rooms are around. I mean, you can search and stuff. I don't know how to search like very well because um, I'll be trying to look like for specific rooms, but it's basically like whichever ones like the celebrities are in, that's where everybody like sort of like flocks to. But last week, <laughs> there was a moan room for men where the prize was $600. And then Lakeith Stanfield joined. And apparently he was moaning. <laughs> I like my porn. And, um, you know, maybe some people can be like really sexy, like when they're moaning, you know, like moaning is very intimate. Like that is a very intimate thing. Like with my partners, yes, I would like to hear you. Um, I think it's sexy to hear you. Like I don't like it. Like when men think that they don't have to, like I find it really weird if you're just like really fucking quiet, but to hear random strangers moaning girl. It was a lot. I walked in and walked right the fuck back out. And then um, there was uh, a, somebody had a prayer, a moan room prayer room. <laughs> My friend hit me up. He was like, Stephanie, are you in the fucking moan prayer room? I'm like, I am horny fam. I'm just like, I don't know what to do with my time. <laughs> There's nothing to do. Um, and I was just listening to what the people had to say. But one of the funniest rooms that I was in was, and I don't know, because most of the, the there were like industry people, entertainment industry people, but loads of different other like um, professions. Um, there was this room where they were talking about what was going to happen when you get your powers on the, you know, the Negro solstice. And um it was hilarious. Like there's just some rooms are really, really fun. Some are very serious. You know, you join like uh, talking about the African diaspora, talking about immigration and, you know, what to do when you get here. Like certain communities are like meeting, like there was like a Somalians only room. Like I went in and I was like, I, all y'all know each other. Like they were all like in Minnesota <laughs> talking very specific, like locations and shit. And, um, so I just exited that room. Like some, some rooms are just like very young kids. So it's not really like that fun. But if there's something really cool going on on like the internet, it's really kind of fun to like usually like on Twitter. That's where I find out like there's like a specific, I was like, oh, there's a welcome Azalea Banks to Clubhouse. I said, let me go. Let me go check it out. Um, I was there the day that academics join. Um, I was there... I saw the game join. Like there's some people, like I didn't listen to that one though, but there's 
you learn some really nifty fucking shit, um, some inside knowledge about because you just get to ask them questions. If you raise your hand and somebody like one of the moderators, you know, sees it, they'll let you into the um, let you on stage to speak. Um, so I have like a nice little mixture of different rooms that I've been in that I like to go into. Um, but this week was complete fucking chaos because more fucking diaspora wars. Um, this time it was, I told you the in blacks, um, in, uh, the UK were upset. No, 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 no. It was the UK black folks versus black Americans. And the topic was the upcoming, um, excuse me, Fred Hampton movie. And I think it's called Judas and the Black Messiah, I think. So, excuse me, it came out that Lakeith Stanfield had gone for the role of Fred Hampton, and apparently he had it until Daniel Kaluuya, um... I guess, audition and got the role of Fred Hampton. Now, to me, Fred Hampton, like looking at Fred Hampton and looking at Daniel, I'm like, they look closer together. Like their faces are rounder. Like they look closer together. I mean, I uh, minus, I think like, you know, Daniel doesn't have uh, the dimples, but some black Americans and Lakeith was in the room and people were just going the fuck off saying it should be a black American to play this black American hero um, and not somebody, you know, across the fucking ponds. Cause it seems like British actors are taking a lot of black roles from uh, black Americans. And I, you know, I agree, except that I really like Daniel. <laughs> so this is the same situation that we were dealing with, with Ma Rainey, where it's like, but we're all black though. You know what I mean? So I'm like, we're, we, he's played American characters before, uh, you know, famously in Get Out, Queen and Slim, which we're not going to talk about because I love both those actors, but Jesus, Ugh. um, so much potential. And then it just, to me, crashed and burned. Um, but we had the situation where moving uh, away from Danny Kaluuya, we had a um, Harriet Tubman movie where it was Cynthia Urivo that played um, Harriet. And apparently it wasn't good. And the girls were mad, <laughs> like really mad. I haven't seen it because apparently they said that Harriet falls in love with like a slave master or something like that. I'm not sure. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, I really did enjoy that show underground. Uh, and the woman that was playing the character, I thought was a really good actress. I wonder why they just couldn't use her like for the big budget film, but you know, who knows? And I believe she is an American. So there is this whole, there's this conversation that needs to happen about the fact that white society white employers, white schools are <clears throat> overlooking Black Americans that were born here. And they're skipping over to international Black students. 
And I think I've mentioned this before where I believe it was Cornell University said we have, um, you know, they reported having so many uh, new black students, but then when they did the research, it was actually no actual black Americans that were mostly Nigerian, international like students. So there's a conversation that needs to happen here because one, I think there needs to be a respect for international Black people in the diaspora coming to the United States and taking jobs, spaces, opportunity for Black people. And I think the problem is, because I'm part, I'm part of, you know, the African community here, and what I've noticed is there is a different way that Black Africans talk about Black Americans. And most of it is because of what they see on television. And most of what we see on television is the work of white supremacy. Just like you go to school and the only thing you learn about, you know, Black history is MLK and Harriet Tubman, and that's it. You know, who made, you know, George Washington Carver, <laughs> and that's that's about it. And then you have to go out of your way to actually immerse yourself in, like, in educating yourself about uh, the true history of Black people here. Um, and you also need to have some fucking Black friends, like, Black American friends. Like, you have to be a part of the culture. Like, you just can't, like, it's you can't, like, jump in and out because before you know it, the fucking propaganda of white society and white supremacy will get seeped into your fucking head and you start thinking that all there is in Africa is just like huts and things like that. And, uh, you know, the kids that you see that are starving like on television and like, you know, all of like stupid ass fucking like stereotypes. And then on the other side, yeah, you're going to think like everybody in America, every black person in America is from the ghetto. And it's like, no, there's some rich ass fucking black people <laughs> like and uh black people in the south are completely different than black people in, in, on the fucking west coast and black people from uh, you know southern california are different from black people from the bay which i i enjoyed the fuck out of that um versus with e40 and too short my god i had such a good time. I loved watching E40. I, um, I've been a fan of E40 for such a long time. And I was also like a big fan of like Too Short, but damn, I had a good time. That was just like a feel good situation. Loved it. Um, but anyway, you know, you find out black people on the, on the East coast are completely different. You got the people in the North and you got people from Florida. And we all know that Florida is just its own little animal. So it just seems kind of weird because when you look at Africa, yeah, fool, like it's the same thing. Even in Zambia, black people, I'm sorry, like, you know, Zambians in, you know, on the East are different from Zambians on the North and all that, you know, it's all different tribes. And you can say the same thing for uh, black Americans. Like if there was such a thing as tribes, there would be different tribes. We look at, you know, oh, there's white people in the South and white people in the North, like, uh, 
they seem to be like a like once they get to like middle class i think most of the white people like end up being kind of the same but different fucking cultures so i think it's a little bit unfair to blanket black americans is just like one big like monolith and i think people have been very good about talking about the fact that blackness is not a it's not a monolith so <clears throat> this room was oh my god like the way like and then people start like their own room so here the one that lakeith was in he was answering questions and people were very upset and they really wanted him to play the role um of fred hampton and you know he said he was gonna get i think the producers and some other people like together to get into the room to answer questions from fans um or from people but then british black folks decided to start the in the blacks decided to start their own room where they were just talking shit about americans and i was just like this is gross it's just like gross so there would be black people like black americans in there and you're i'm in there like listening i'm like i'm ready to go the fuck off on so many fucking people because there's a way that they talk down about black americans that's just so like you sound like a fucking colonizer and you don't even fucking like realize it because i think in they in their head they think that they're better than black folks in america and i was like you know the cops don't give a fuck right like the cops don't they're, they're not gonna wait to like ask like oh oh you're oh you're you're from the uk ah well we're not gonna shoot you no bitch like they're gonna shoot you based on the color of your fucking skin so these diaspora wars, man, like it's getting really fucking awkward, but Clubhouse is very, very interesting. And I think before there were, you know, I think it was just a space like where the Repu or Republicans <laughs> or the Democrats, well, I haven't gone into those rooms yet. If I see too many white people, I'm not going into the room. Like, so, you know, you can kind of see like the picture. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm going to need some more blacks. I can't, I can't deal. <laughs> I can't deal being like the only black person in the room. Also like, uh, no. <coughs> excuse me. I don't know. It's a, it's a very fascinating place. Also a dangerous place, I think, because you never know who's listening. Um, you know, I'm always a firm believer that the government is constantly fucking like listening. Um, people share their stories and like for some of these rooms, like they're writers and TV people that are looking for fucking ideas. And I'm just like, it's so easy. I feel like to give away your ideas to someone that totally is not going to respect you, you know? So I don't know. It was, it's, it's a very fun place to be the Keisha Cole. Oh, that was the Keisha Cole room. That shit was hilarious. Keisha Cole, <laughs> I think she told him, called 21 Savage a bitch, told him, shut the fuck up. Um, I think she was drinking some liquor. Um, but there was, the room was like, would you rather? She started a room called Would You Rather? And it was just like asking like a bunch of strange questions. And then it turned into a gender war and it was men versus women. But they were talking about how women are expected to hold their men down. But as soon as men make it big, they usually leave the girl that they were with um, behind and they end up getting with, you know, these sort of Instagram bodied type women. And 
it was an interesting conversation, but she wasn't really like um, letting like letting the men like talk. And then there was one guy that just like kept saying like a lot, but he wasn't saying anything. And one of my friends <laughs> this week when we were chit chatting outside of the chatty house, she was like, "Men just like to hear themselves talk." I'm like, "Yeah, they do," but there's there's some good conversations that can happen and i think it can bring people closer together if the main intention was to you know learn and grow but then there's also potential for just like fucking chaos there was this one room it was what was it ask a white person or oh my god what was it like the this group of white people at, at, like it was all black people asking them just like a bunch of random questions and it was fascinating. I'm like, first of all, why would you even like sign up like, you know, to do this? And then Lakeith ended up coming into the room. He is funny. Um, and there were some difficult questions that were being asked, but um, I don't think the average white person would go in there and answer it. I watched this show and it's mainly on YouTube, but I think they've moved on to Patreon and um, it's called The Grapevine, The Grapevine TV. And they have uh, this really great episode on white allyship. And it was nothing this time. It's usually an all black cast. But this time they had just white people talking. And we we're talking whites from all over. There was like one woman that was in Germany. And I think she's married to a black man and has um, uh, biracial children now. And there was uh, one guy whose family I think was david dukes like is part of like david duke's family and how he had to denounce his family or disown his family and like you know move far fucking away from that shit um and then there was like but it's hearing their opinions it was very interesting it was very very interesting just to hear them talk about racism and um their relationship with it, how honest they're going to be. And basically everybody admitted like their families are fucking like racist. Like there, there is a very big problem, which though we know, but um, it was interesting to hear them talk because it's not like they, it's the same thing. Like for <clears throat> when I was mentioning that uh, people coming in from like um, immigrating to this country, you have to learn about being in America. Like, I really do believe, like, you have to learn, like, American culture. Otherwise, you're just going to think every fucking American is, like, dumb if you don't get a chance, like, to get to know them. And you're only going to praise the people, white people, um, because that's what you see on TV. And um, but it's, you know, it's not, it's not black people's responsibility to teach white people about racism. Um but at the same time, conversations have to happen because how else is this shit going to like work out? But I think they also have to be willing to want to learn. Did you guys see that movie, The Breakup? <clears throat> Excuse me. It's the one with, um, uh, what's her name? Jennifer Aniston and um, Vince Vaughn. And uh, she was like, I want you to want to do the dishes. <laughs> and he's like, who the fuck wants to do the dishes? <laughs> but I like that line. I want you to want to do the dishes. Um, and you have to, like, people have to want to fucking learn this shit, like, on their fucking own. And 
otherwise you're just kind of blindly moving, you know, through life with your own bullshit fucking knowledge, you know, like you have to like try to put yourself in another person's shoes to even figure out, you know, where they're coming from. And sometimes that could happen through movies, books, you know, or, you know, through school. Like my dad told me when he went to college, he went to college in Maine. He's from Connecticut. He went to college in Maine. And it was the first time that he uh, had um, a white roommate. And he was like, you'd be surprised how many people like tell you like this is the first like you're the first black person like they ever fucking met. And they're like, especially after watching that hillbilly allergy movie. Um, I think people forget that there are populations of white people. You know, they try so hard to like keep us out of like certain neighborhoods. We forget that they don't ever see black people. Like where they live, like there's no black people. So when you happen to, when they happen to come around you and they're just like, wow, it's almost fascinating to them because they have built a world around them where there's no black people. Meanwhile, the rest of us can't really help that. We have to see them because usually they're bosses, you know, uh, we have no choice but to be around like white people. Like some some of these institutions, most of them are ran by white people, mostly white men. So you get very like we know so much about you guys, but like in their own personal life, these fucking people like aren't hanging out with any black people at all. And I remember this one day I was in um I was picking up my uh, little niece from school, and at the time I think she was like three years old. Uh, wasn't really like talking. She could say like a couple words here and there. <clears throat> but um, I was so excited to see her. She had oh, a cute little Afro pucks that day. And um, I think I might have told this story before, but I would walk up to her door and she was one of maybe three black students in the entire school and definitely the only black uh, kid in her class. So when I would I'll walk up to the door, she would see me and she would get so excited and like run over to me. And I'm just like, oh, my heart would melt every single time. But as I'm holding her hand, I'm asking her questions and, you know, she's kind of babbling back like what she can't answer. And there's this pregnant woman is holding her child who looks a little bit older than my niece. And this little girl is tugging on her mom's like they're standing in front of the door. So I can't like, they, they have to like get the fuck out before we can walk out. And this little girl is tugging on her mom's like dress. And she's like, mommy, mommy, what is that? And she's pointing to my niece. And I was like, no, what the fuck? Cause she's not holding anything in her hand. It's just her and her cute little outfit and her little Afro puffs. And she's like, mommy, what is that? The mom's not answering. And third time, she's like, mommy, what is that? And I said, she's a little girl just like you. And um, the mom was like, exactly, exactly. The little girl probably doesn't see Black people ever. We're talking if they don't 
they're not watching black shows. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if Little Bill, like, is still on. Like, I don't know. Like, what are the, you know, Doc McStuffins? Like, maybe she doesn't even fucking, like, watch her. Like, but what are the shows where they have, like, primarily, like, black people? Like, for kids. So, if they're in a whole white neighborhood and, you know, this little girl's because this is, like, a little preschool... So it's before kindergarten. They're just now starting to mix, you know, like play with like other kids. This is probably the first time that she's fucking seeing like a little black girl. But the mom, rather than answering the little girl's question or, you know, trying to help her out, like, what do you mean? What is that? What are you talking about? What are you pointing to? She just pretended like the situation just wasn't happening at all. And I remember after like putting her in the car seat, I was waiting for this woman to fucking come outside and this woman would not come outside. <laughs> she was, she stayed in there for such a long time. And I keep remember she was at the door. So she was on her way out. And I was just like, coward. What a fucking coward. But Clubhouse, I think, is great. It's also a hot fucking mess, depending on where you are. But there are great conversations that can happen um, on there where we get to learn a little bit more about each other, um, you know, from all our backgrounds and genders and things like that and types and everything. But, you know, you have to be willing to have those conversations. Um, Anyway, I think that's it. I'll talk to you guys later. I love you. Bye. Thank you.